Jurassic Park. I need to pick your brains. Pick, pick away, pick no, away. You've got the common touch. Thank you. You've been away too long. Alan, I want you back on the telly. Jurassic Park. There you go. Took a while. Sort of smooth, but there you go. Beer finds a way. Cheers. Wow, that is... That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Something. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to episode 45 of Two Geeks, Two Beers, with me, Tom, and Morgan. Hello. Hello. Um, so we've been teasing this for ages. We have. It got it got uh, put back, pushed back, yeah. because of our Jerry Anderson special, which we hope you all enjoyed. And uh, clearly our finger is on the pulse of this, <laughs> because when we first thought about it, we were like, yeah, mm. we, can, we can time it for when Jurassic World 2 comes out, and mm. we'll, you know, we'll be really good. And then suddenly, it just sort of came out. Yeah. <laughs> we, I'm sure we sort of timed it right when we did a little little meeting. Little yeah, but for very, yeah, we, we, we did it, we were very professional, we did a production yeah. meeting, and we planned a schedule, and we were like, right, this Jurassic Park episode, it's going to be right on the button when Fallen Kingdom comes out. Yeah. Yeah. and somehow between real life interfering yeah. and then the Jerry Anderson special unexpectedly slotting its way yeah. in there we're, we're, yeah. we're way off the bat we're way off the but bat but it doesn't matter everyone you know it's timeless you Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park you know. oh by the way we're talking about Jurassic Park oh yeah it's Jurassic Park by the way. <laughs> I was really into my dinosaurs as a kid mm. as a lot, a lot of kids are my nephew yeah. is uh, six coming on to seven and yeah. obsessed with dinosaurs I mean, and like, the coolest things ever aren't well, and, and not just in that kind of regular way where, yeah. where he's like, oh, I like a T-Rex. He like knows shit that I don't know. He knows the names of dinosaurs that I don't know. He went to, I think, a, you know, the Natural History Museum or something like that. Yeah. And uh, this dinosaur expert was like, oh yeah, do you like dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. and, and he was like, yeah, I love dinosaurs. And they're like, which one do you like? And he, I don't know what he said, but he was like, yeah, the Hoppocalocopitosis. And he was like, oh, you, oh shit, kid, you know your stuff. See, I don't know if I'll have got one of your nephew if I was his age. Because <laughs> uh, I remember I did, I did a show and tell or whatever it's called in mm. here at Cubs. Back in the day, oh yeah, and I was, I was, there was one dweeb, and I had like, I had a table. <laughs> you call my nephew a dweeb? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, there's, there's a table with all my toys mm. and like top trumps and all the sort of yeah. dinosaur-related paraphernalia that I had. Mm. And there was this one guy. I'm going to call him Martin. I don't even know if that's his name, but if Martin, Martin sounds about right. Martin. And he was being all like hoity-toity about it, and he was like, mm. "So is this dinosaur here from like the uh, the Triassic or the Cretaceous period?" Which, well, I, what I which like one it. is it? So what I like about that is you still have to look, look at your notes look, to remember look, the word Triassic. And and I was like. Yeah, just like dinosaurs. Good though. I didn't know. Good though. Yeah, just like like it. And then one of the main reasons for this love of dinosaurs, mm. you know, it's partly because of the Flintstones. Mm. A bit of it is might have been a bit of Dino Raiders, which we might do an episode oh, of one Dino day. Dino Raiders. But mainly it's because of Jurassic Park. So first, let's talk about the beers. Mm. So we thought we could we could find a beer that sort of has a dinosaur related name or, or logo <laughs> or something. We thought we could, and then we could. found out we were wrong. So I went to um, an, a great little uh, beer shop. In London, mm. and I, I asked the uh, the uh, the manager, whoever his name was. Uh, so, do you have any like amber ales? Amber, because I thought you know the whole link of uh, the DNA and yeah, all the fossils and all that. And um, the and the guy was like, uh, yeah, I guess. Like like I asked him, 
uh, do you have any beer that tastes like um, sweat? Do you have that? <laughs> and you're like, not quite, man. Uh, but we found I found this. It's really mm. interesting. It's mm. uh, I think it's pronounced Cuido or Code Cuido. 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 Um, Imperial Sweet Potato Amber. Super premium Japanese craft beer. Okay, so you're re- you're reading that as Imperial Sweet Potato Amber. <laughs> I'm reading it as Sweet Potato Amber. Yeah, like it's made from sweet potatoes. Well, that's probably more realistic, isn't it? I think that's. The <laughs> I case. mean, it's still pretty weird. Yeah, so interesting. I don't think we've had a Japanese beer before on the show. No, but here we go. And it's seven percent. Yeah, it's quite so strong. much like the Jurassic Park yeah. franchise. This episode will probably yeah, uh, uh, yeah go downhill anyway, rapidly. Cheers. Cheers. Can you taste a sweet potato on that? Not really. No. I can, right taste, I can taste beer. I know. So, Jurassic Park, thoughts? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Got some? I, I do, a few. Yeah, I... Ah, oh, this is going to sound like I'm hating on it. <laughs> I love that first movie. Yeah. Um, it's a great movie, mm-hmm. no question. I feel like maybe the <laughs> Jurassic Park as a franchise... Yeah is held up in a way that it doesn't quite deserve yeah, because yeah. it has I mean this is maybe true of a lot of franchises yeah. in fairness but it has one great movie mm-hmm. the reputation of which has been preserved yeah. as if in amber yeah. Um, yeah. and then it had well, we'll get onto it but a string of not very good films that mm. followed yeah. in my opinion yeah there's been there's been some quite good ones and some terrible ones yeah. none of them have reached anywhere near the heights of the first movie no. and so I find it odd that every time there's a new Jurassic Park movie. People get so excited. It's definitely one of those things where we've got selective memory. Yeah. And uh, people just go, oh, it'll be like the first yeah, one yeah, again. Yeah. It'll be like the first one again. So, right, that's me. I have a shit yeah. all over Jurassic Park there. <laughs> no, 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 but I do love the first movie. I do love it. It's, yeah. ob- it's obviously a classic. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's, let, we'll do a little uh, history of the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah. It, as it were. So it started in 1990 uh, with the Jurassic Park novel by Michael Crichton. Mm. If you didn't know, American author Crichton was known for the techno-thriller genre, often exploring technology and failures of human interaction with it, especially resulting in cat- cat- catastrophes <laughs> catastrophes <laughs> with biotechnology. Uh, he wrote, among other works, The Andromeda Strain, 1969, mm. Sphere. That was a, remember that movie with Dustin Hoffman? Oh, yeah, yeah. Very strange. Yeah. One of the first DVDs ever owned, that one. <laughs> Uh, Rising Sun, Timeline, that Paul Walker, Billy Connolly meet up. <laughs> Together at last. Yeah, Prey, uh, State of Fear, and next, not to be confused, as I thought it was, the Nicolas Cage movie. Not the Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, that was and uh, Westworld. Didn't you know Westworld? Yes, so yeah. films he wrote and directed included Westworld from 1973, mm. Coma, The Great Train Robbery, Looker, and Runaway. What you're seeing isn't really happening. Richard Benjamin and James Brolin are cowboys. They're vacationers in a fantastic resort called Westworld. And Yul Brynner isn't a gunslinger, he's a robot. In fact, all of Westworld is peopled by robots. Kill them. Your move. Westworld, the ultimate resort, where for $1,000 a day you can live out every fantasy you ever had. Uh, not now. Let me do it this time. And nothing can possibly go wrong. I'm shot. Go wrong. Draw. Go wrong. Oh my God. Go wrong. Shut down. Shut down immediately. Fantastic new movie by Michael Crichton, starring Yul Brynner, Richard Benjamin, and James Brolin. Westworld, you've never seen anything like it. Rated PG. When I was uh, at university, definitely not wasting time and money, a lot of money, which I still haven't paid back, on uh, a film studies degree, uh, and they made us watch The Andromeda Strain. Right. But no, no. Um, it was Strain Andromeda The. Oh, no. Which is literally... What? They took... Someone took The Andromeda Strain... Yeah. And just re-edited it what? so that 
the film wasn't like playing backwards. It wasn't like, but it was, they took every single shot and put it in reverse order. Why? Art. But is, I haven't seen it. Is, is the plot to do with time and shit? Or is no. something weird? They no, could, they just, so they could have done it with any film? They just, yeah, just, just took a film and then went, let's, let's put it all backwards. So they could have done Park Jurassic. <laughs> they, could have done, they could have done Park Jurassic where it's terrible and then by the end it's like, oh, this is actually quite nice. We're having quite a okay. nice time. It's like the backwards episode in Red Dwarf. Where, yeah, yeah, but actually, that was actually enjoyable. All right. Uh, so in 1983, it, Jurassic Park was originally conceived... Uh, as a screenplay about a pterosaur, I assume it's pronounced, being cloned from fossil DNA. After wrestling with this idea for a while, he came up with the story of Jurassic Park. He worked on the book for several years and decided his first draft would have a theme park for the setting, similar to Westworld. Uh, oh, yeah, he's a bit of a one-trick pony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> the franchise is terrible, <laughs> Crichton's a one-trick pony. Uh, and the film would have been about a young boy as the main character. Response was extremely negative. So Crichton <laughs> rewrote the story to uh, make it from an adult's point of view, which resulted in far more positive feedback. So Spielberg learned of the novel. I like the idea that they go, yeah, I've got this idea. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Oh, we love we love it. Oh, Mike, great idea. We yeah. love it, Michael. Who's the lead character? A little boy. Ah, Terrible. Yeah, Get out. Yeah. I've got, I've, all right, I'll change it. It's a man. Love it. Brilliant. You Sign hired. him up. So Spielberg learned of the novel in uh, October '89 while he and Crichton were discussing a screenplay that would eventually become ER, the TV series. But was gonna that was gonna be a film directed yes. by Spielberg, there you go. which then became yeah a TV series yeah, and then we found George Clooney so all in all all in all it worked, what a it worked out it worked out that's why you listen to Two Geeks for <laughs> ER trivia <laughs> so uh, upon hearing this Warner Brothers Columbia Pictures 20th Century Fox and Universal they all bid for the rights to the novel even before he'd written it they cannot get enough of Crichton yeah because Crichton had done so well already and the idea of a Jurassic you know um, a dinosaur theme park mm. novel yeah we'll, we'll definitely at least buy the rights for it in uh, May 1990, Universal acquired the rights with the backing of Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. Crichton put up a non-negotiable fee of $1.5 million, as well as a substantial percentage of the gross. Uh, Universal further paid him $500,000 to adapt his own novel. Though uh, Marley Scotch Marmo, who was a writer on Hook, a great Spielberg movie, underrated, wrote the next draft of Jurassic Park, but was not credited, and David Cope wrote the final draft, which left out much of the novel's exposition and violence, including the opening sequence when a dinosaur attacked a young child. <laughs> right, we've gone, we've gone all the way around. It's like, <laughs> like, i got this idea, Jurassic Park. What's it about? Dinosaur theme park. Yeah. We love it. Who's, who's, the, lead char- who's the lead yeah. character? A little kid. We hate it. Yeah. Who, all right. Uh, all right, it's a man and a little kid dies. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Universal desperately needed money at the time, apparently, to keep the company alive. They were really struggling at the time. So Jurassic Park essentially saved them. You know, they're massive now, Fast mm. and Furious and all the Mamma Mia films and all those kind of <laughs> All stuff. the Mamma Mia films. They know what they're doing. Future episode, the yeah. Mamma Mia franchise. <laughs> I'm up for that. Uh, before we get into Jurassic Park, I want to mm. do uh, talk about the Carnosaur series. Have you heard of this? Carnosaur? Yeah. No. I smell freaky franchise. <laughs> I really do. So Carnosaur, in 1984, was a horror novel written by Australian author John Brosnan, no relation to Pierce, <sighs> under the pseudonym of Harry Adam Knight. Uh, the novel bears several similarities to Jurassic Park, though Carnosaur preceded the latter work by six years. Brosnan feared that the public would have thought that his reissue of Carnosaur as a book mm. would have been seen as plagiarism to Jurassic Park, even though he'd right. written it years before. Yeah. So in 1993, Carnosaur was made into a film. Right. The film's plot revolves around a mad scientist who plans to recreate dinosaurs and destroy humanity. The film was released in May 21st, 1993, just four weeks before Jurassic Park came out. And as a result, Carnosaur is kind of considered as one of the early mockbusters. 
But but it's even not, though, but, it, but it's not. But I can't tell if they found out the Jurassic Park was being made into a film. Oh, 100%. And said they were like, right, let's quickly make it. Let's go. And, and funnily enough, Carnosaur <laughs> finished first. <laughs> I know. It's almost like they uh, yeah spared very little care on this movie. So uh, one of the stars in the film was Diane Ladd, who um, whose daughter just happens to be Laura Dern, who's in Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah, mental a little uh, crossover. That's great trivia. Uh, Carnosaur grossed 1.8 million at <laughs> the box office, isn't much, but yeah, it's probably more than its budget. It had a budget of 850 thousand dollars. I was joking. It, just, it made yeah, its budget. It did, back. it did break even. Uh, film critic Roger Ebert named it the worst movie of 1993. Mm. Let's have a trailer of Carnosaur. Oh, lovely. Is it? Looks like some kind of lizard. The Earth was not made for us. She was made for the dinosaurs. The Earth was scaled to their dimensions. Human beings are ants crawling through their living rooms. That's really fabulous. Like a great theme park. They knew what they were doing. A little bit of Jurassic Park stank at the end there. Yeah. A couple of thoughts. One, I can't believe that was being like produced concurrently with Jurassic Park because yeah. it looks like a TV movie from the 1970s. Really bad, like, graphic, not graphics even, just, yeah. But, but, but two, Having said that, whoever edited that trailer did a pretty yeah, good they job. Did as well it, as they could. That, that doesn't look that doesn't yeah. look like that movie cost eight hundred and fifty thousand. Like if you saw that trailer at the time but hadn't seen anything about Jurassic Park, you'd mm. think, yeah, and then you see yeah. Jurassic Park it looks so shoddy in comparison. Yeah. Uh, the film did spawn two official sequels, Carnosaur 2 in 1995 and Carnosaur 3 Primal Species in 1996. Wait, were there unofficial sequels? <laughs> Yeah, but they're actual other ones. Inspired fan films. Uh, the second film fared poorly at the box office, and the remainders uh, were released direct to video, as you'd expect. It didn't make back its $600,000 budget. <laughs> Stock footage from the first three films was used in the spin offs Raptor and the Eden Formula. So I was joking about the unofficial sequels. No, I'm thinking Freaky Franchise. We're going we're gonna to dig in yeah. in more detail. So, anyway, back to Jurassic Park, 1993, directed by Steven Spielberg. You might have heard of him. Uh, the film is set on the fictional island of Isla Nublar. Uh, located off Central America's Pacific coast near Costa Rica, mm. where billionaire philanthropist John Hammond, played mm. by Richard Attenborough, and a small team of genetic scientists have created a wildlife park of cloned dinosaurs. Have you ever noticed how um, Hammond mm. in this film is sporadically Scottish? Mm. He's Scottish in like, in the first scene he's in, he's like, Alan Grant, yeah. you need to come to Jurassic Park! Apologies <laughs> to all Scottish people. And then in the next scene he's just, not Scottish. It's, really it's like Attenborough. Yeah, they went English. Sir Richard. Yeah. Um, do you remember you were you were playing Scottish? Yes. Yeah. And now you're not. Yes. All right. Good. Just no, just, we'll just as long as you know you're Sir Richard. Do you want to tell you what how to act because you know what you do. Uh, when industrial sabotage leads to a catastrophic shutdown of the park's power facilities and security precautions, a small group of visitors, along with Hammond's grandchildren, struggle to survive and escape the perilous island. It's one. I just get one of one of the things where because uh, I haven't seen this. I hadn't seen this film for years. Mm. And obviously had done loads when I was a kid. Mm. And it's one of those things where, as a kid, I just sort of watched films without really taking in what's going on. Mm. So I was reading the plot. I was like, is that the plot of Jurassic Park? Yes. And I go, I guess it was. I just wasn't really ever you paying just, attention. You just remember, like, the spectacle. Yeah, and the I didn't really know that that was what was going on. Mm. But, yeah. Do you want to see a trailer? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. There it is. Welcome to Jurassic Park. We've made living biological attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. The most phenomenal discovery of our time. 
how'd you do this? Becomes the greatest adventure of all time. Can I touch it? Sure. Universal Pictures presents. You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. Senses are failing all over the park. Yeah, that's nice. Gotta go. An adventure. Look out! No! I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. Still looks good. Yeah. Still holds up. Yeah, I remember uh, it was quite scary stuff because I would have watched this when I was about, I don't know, seven, something like that. Mm. And I remember I watched it with my parents and uh, at one point my dad just put his hands in front of my eyes <laughs> in the bit where oh. the guy gets ripped off the toilet. By the oh toilet. yeah, that is scary, yeah. And I, I didn't I didn't used to like the bit with um, Samuel Jackson's severed arm. Yeah. Where it comes down yeah. and she's like, oh, and then no, it's just his arm. It's weird, it's one of those things because he wasn't like a massive star at the time. It was no. before Pop Fiction. I think it was around the time of National Lampoon's Loaded yeah. Lightning 1. So in years later, it was like, oh yeah, Samuel Jackson, isn't I it? I always forget he's in it. Yeah. And and he, But it's clear he's not a big star at the time because they only really entrust him with one line of dialogue, which is hold on to your butts, <laughs> which he repeats over and over and over again. And it's like, like Good delivery though, so they yeah. put it in the trailer. Hold on to your butts. Well, let's go through the cast. Mm. So we've got um, Sam Neill, mm. Dr. Alan Grant, which I'll get on to in a second. Dr. Grant, if there's one person here who could appreciate what I'm trying to do. The world has just changed so radically and we're all running to catch up. And I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Dinosaurs and man, two species separated by 65 million years of evolution have just been suddenly thrown back into the mix together. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect? Uh, Laura Dern. Oh, oh the daughter of um, the Star of yeah. Carnosaur, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah of course. The, the Star of Carnosaur. Mm. With, with Laura Dern, I'm glad she's back. Yeah. Because she, she was in this, and, I, and then she kind of like vanished mm. for years, and I was like, why is Laura Dern not doing things now? She's all over the place. Yeah. And Star Wars and all, all kinds Good. of things. Good. Uh, Good. Good. Is this West Indian lilac? Yes. We know they're toxic, but the animals don't eat them. You sure? Pretty sure. There's only one way to be positive. I'd have to see the dinosaurs dropping. Dino... Dropping? Dropping? Jeff Goblin is Dr. Ian Malcolm with the greatest laugh of all time in cinema. <laughs> so you two, um, dig up, dig up dinosaurs? Well, try to. <laughs> You'll have to get used to Dr. Malcolm. <laughs> Someone once asked Jeff Goldblum what was like his favourite scene he's done in any movie, and he's yeah. like, or, or no, it was his favourite line of dialogue he's delivered yeah. in the movie, and he said, "My laugh in Jurassic Park." Yeah, good. <laughs> Uh, Richard Attenborough as John Hammond. Now, mm. uh, what, I was I was watching this back the other day, and mm. there was one bit where, um, you know, where he's it's the video. Sequence, <laughs> I know exactly you know what, what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say because um, I thought this, and then I watched honest trailers, and they <laughs> yeah. pointed it out as well. Yeah. It's a bit where he's um, introducing it, and yeah. in the video, he, in, he, inter- he interacts yeah. with like a cartoon. Hello, John, why, yeah. John? It's like, what did he have to be there at every single one? Yeah, exactly. The idea is they're going to open up the theme park yeah. to like millions of people. It was like. Was Hammond going to be there interacting with the little Mr. DNA <laughs> just get a look-alike every guy. single time? Yeah. Every single time. You could just get a look-alike, just get a nice beard and a hat. Yeah. Like a... Hello, John. Oh, yes. 
I've got lines here. Well, fine, fine, I guess. But uh, how did I get here? Uh, uh, well, let me show you. First, I'll need a drop of blood. Your blood. Right. Mm. Oh, John, that hurt. Relax, John. It's all part of the miracle of cloning. Hello, John. Hello, John. <laughs> Hello. Hello, John. And from what? Hello. Uh, Ariana Richards is Lex Murphy. Mm. Uh, she's now a successful painter mm. living in Oregon, and she still takes part in Jurassic Park-related events. One time, Stephen came up to me and said, Ariana, you get to such a point of complete terror, and we see it written all over your face. I mean, how do you get to this level of fear? Were you scared by a clown when you were two? I mean, what was it? Wait, wait, wait. I don't want to know. And then he walked away. Phone, <laughs> security systems? She impressed Stephen then. And now, 20 years after Jurassic Park, one of Ariana's oil portraits is on Mr. Spielberg's office wall. Bring her back. Yeah. Uh, and Joseph Mazzello as Tim Murphy, which is amazing. Do you know about him? No. Right, okay. So after a few years away from the limelight, he did star in a handful of high-profile uh, films. He had supporting roles in The Social Network. What? Uh, the Spielberg-produced TV drama The Pacific, and in various TV shows, including Purse of Interest and Elementary. And, best of all... <laughs> Elementary? The greatest yeah. <laughs> TV series of all time. We got told that a lot. We, we got told off yeah, for... Uh, sorry for leaving out Johnny Lee Miller. We, we, really, really sorry. We rated him low on our ranking the Sherlock uh, episode. Best of all, though, he will soon be playing Queen guitarist John Deacon in the Freddie Mercury biopic Bohemian Rhapsody. He's what? Like the main, he's like, look, I'll show you a photo of him. He's just just, a, just doing really well for himself. Good. Yeah. Good? Yeah, there he is. Good? Yeah. Great guy. Good for him. So Good for him. He's doing well. I mean, I've been dreaming of being a director since I was nine years old, watching mm. Steven Spielberg do it, and I just said, you know, that's the job for me. So to be able to finally do it is just a dream come true. And with such an amazing cast, you know, I've stayed close with him over the years. He wrote me my recommendation for college right, to go to USC that. Film School. Um, he hired me in the Pacific. And so after after I finished the Pacific and we were doing the premiere for the Pacific, he said, Joe, when are you directing your first movie? Mm-hmm. I said, Steven, I'm going to try. I'm going to I'm going to try to make it happen in the next couple years. And here we are. I'm so happy that it's finally here and I can't wait to show them. The kids are probably the worst thing about the film, well, as, as in most films, but compared to other films, yeah. they were great. Because you look at what's her name in More of the Worlds. Oh, uh, to, 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 to Great actress, but mm. Christ, was she annoying in that mm. film. Whereas they went like, another, annoying. Another Spielberg movie. Yeah. It's interesting how <laughs> it's, it's come back around where Spielberg inserted yeah. child characters because he loves, he loves that, does Spielberg, doesn't mm-hmm. he? He loves having like a, yeah. a boy hero. Mm-hmm. Did it with Indiana, Indiana Jones as well. Short round. Couldn't stand. Oh, I love it. Short round. Yeah. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Uh, Samuel Jackson, as we mentioned, is Ray Arnold. Key check, space minus O. Key checks off. Safety, space minus O. He's turning the safety systems off. He doesn't want anybody to see what he's about to do. Now, look at this next entry. It's the kicker. White rabbit object. Whatever it did, it did it all. But with the key checks off, the computer didn't file the keystroke. So the only way to find them now is to go through the computer's lines of code one by one. How many lines of code are there? Not too mean. Uh, Martin Ferrero as Donald Gennaro. <laughs> Forever <laughs> known. Say that again three times fast. <laughs> Forever known as the guy who gets killed in the toilet. Oh, yeah. You can charge anything we want. 2000 a day, 10000 a day, and people will pay it. And then there's the merchandise. Donald, Donald. Donald. This park was not built to cater only for the super rich. Everyone in the world has the right to enjoy these animals. Sure, they will. What, we'll have a, a coupon day or something? Bob Peck, the brilliant Bob Peck, is Rob, oh. Robert Muldoon, the game warden. Clever girl. 
known for this role and in Edge of Darkness uh, English actor sadly died in 1999 age yeah. just 53 I, that's so bad because he did Edge of Darkness I think just before this mm. or rel- you know a bit before this and he's have you ever seen Edge of Darkness? No. Brilliant. Should do. Weird as hell, yeah. but brilliant. And then, my controversial opinion, Edge of Darkness is good. And then <laughs> and then did this. And I think that was like, he was yeah, like, on one, one of those people who like broke through quite yeah. late. And then he died. Yeah. And of course, delivers one of the most memorable lines yeah. in the film. Uh, Wayne Knight is Dennis Nedry, the nerdy New- baby fella. Newman. <laughs> yeah. How are you planning to beat security? Oh, I've got an 18 minute window. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Don't get cheap on me, Dodson. And uh, B.D. Wong, Dr. Henry Wu, the g- chief geneticist, who amazingly and ra- rather randomly just returns for later sequels. B.D. Wong's like the one guy who comes back. But I don't think anyone's crying out for him to return, but I'm glad <laughs> they did, because you know I love all the whole uh, continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, very yeah. glad they did that. Actually, they can't breed in the wild. Population control is one of our security precautions. There's no unauthorized breeding in Jurassic Park. And how do you know they can't breed? Well, because all the animals in Jurassic Park are female. Oh. We've engineered them that way. Uh, so, William Hurt was initially offered the role of Alan Grant, but turned it down without even reading the script. <laughs> what <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> Maybe he was like, Dinosaur theme park. I've seen Carnosaur. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Uh, Harrison Ford was also offered the role. Mm. Of Alan, of Alan Grant. Grant. Yeah. Of Alan Grant, yeah. yes. No, that's interesting. So, my brother told me that recently. And if you know that, watching yeah. it, like... Every yeah. single scene with Alan Grant is very Harrison Ford. Ford. There's the it. scene where he walks in and um and Hammond is opening their champagne, yeah. and he's like, oh, "We were saving that for a special yeah. occasion." Yeah. It's very kind of Harrison Ford. Very yeah. Ford. Well, because Sam Neill was cast only three or four weeks before filming even began, he said that it all happened real quick. I hadn't read the book, knew nothing about it, hadn't heard anything about it, and in a matter of weeks, I'm working with Spielberg. Pretty good. And I love Sam Neill. I didn't mm. really know much of his work before Jurassic Park. He was in a, a spy TV series mm-hmm. called Riley, Ace of Spies, yeah. in which he played Riley, who oh, was an Ace of Spies. Oh. Um, and because, off the back of that, he auditioned to play James Bond oh. uh, around about the time of Four Your Eyes Only, I think it was, sort of yeah. the, in the 80s, uh, when Roger Moore threatened to leave. And there's a, you can find it on YouTube, uh, you can see Samuel's screen test yeah. for, for James Bond. Amazing. Pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a little bit hard to sort of you know, get out of that. Sam Neill, yeah. bit weird. But yeah, he's pretty good. He's one of those actors who hasn't done much. He's one of because this was so mm. good. He you can just I'm the guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. He can, he can, he can ride those. He's done the old thing. Was he in Torchwood or something? What am I misremembering that? Well, he was in um, Peaky Blinders ah, yeah. um, recently and yeah. fantastic in that again. I got burnt once from Alcatraz. That, that promised oh. so much. Him and Hurley fighting crime I in, in time travel. <laughs> what more could I? I've got that. It's like. JJ Abrams brings you the follow up yeah. to Lost. Sam Neill and Hurley from yeah. Lost fight time travelling yeah. criminals. Yeah. Brilliant. No, not really. Really not, boring. Not really crap, really not, silly. Yeah. Could have been really good, that. Just, Sh- yeah. Should have been. Should have been good. Uh. <laughs> for, for all those of you who remember Alcatraz and were dying for a podcast that would discuss it. This season. Jack Sylvain was just the beginning. They're all coming back. All of them. The secret of America's most infamous prison will finally be unlocked. Welcome to Alcatraz. Uh, Janet Hersherson, uh, the film's casting director, felt that Jeff Goldblum would have been the right choice for Ian Malcolm after reading the novel. Jim Carrey also auditioned for the role. Uh, she said that Carrey was terrific, but I think pretty quickly we all loved the idea of Jeff. Uh, Laura Dern was Spielberg's first choice for the role of Ellie, though she was not the only actress offered. Robin Wright also turned down the part. She would have been really good as well. Interesting. 
this, the weird thing though with Laura Dern's casting and Sam Neill's casting and it's you know it's just how Hollywood works I guess yeah. he's a lot older than her and, yeah. and as a kid you don't really clock that because, no, they, because they I think, work together, I think because they're just like yeah. well they're, they're great together and have great chemistry and that kind of thing but also when you're a kid they're just both grown ups yeah. whereas if you watch it now she's clearly like 23 and yeah. he's clearly like 42 well the other thing I like about it is that both of them aren't like you know like well, uh, Chris Pratt and um, Bryce Dallas Howard mm. aren't out they're both they're, they're sexy aren't they they, they, they are <laughs> whereas with Sam Neill and Laura Dern mm. they weren't unattractive but they were you didn't look at them as sex objects they were just they were just like I don't know uh, I had a crush on Laura Dern I'm sure a lot of people had a crush on Sam Neill but I think they had more of a kind of a mum and dad quality true, to them they were true, more they are more true. just dependable capable yeah. uh, scientists or very whatever true. and uh, it sort of worked like that it wasn't mm. distracting from anything else mm. didn't have her running in heels like you did in, it, it, uh, we've gone backwards Tom yeah. if anything the dinosaurs were created with groundbreaking computer generated imagery by industrial light and magic ah, who seem to just do everything they do all the good stuff uh, Star Wars and that but not only that but they also do use life size animatronic dinosaurs that's why it looks good I know so much of it the, the close up stuff mm. is actually there and I think they do still do that a little bit with the new films but not as much. I feel like so much of the T-Rex stuff, they're actually in front of them. But it's the CGI it, doesn't look bad either. Whenever I see shoddy CGI in, a, in any movie, not even just a yeah. Jurassic movie, I just think, why doesn't it look as good as Jurassic Park from 1993? Yeah. And I know there are... Or maybe it is just the fact it's the combination of the CGI mm-hmm. with the animatronics, yeah. which we've talked about this endlessly, but it has substance, yeah. it feels real, it has, it has yeah. weight. But CGI, no matter how good no, it looks, exactly. actually, it doesn't quite have the same weight to it. You know the bit near the beginning where they find the ill Triceratops? Oh yeah. You can see that he's actually touching it. That is CGI though, I think. No, he's, well, no, he's actually touching I'm the thing. I'm pretty sure that's the, the bit where he's like, nah, that's like the one bit that isn't CGI. I'm pretty sure that is CGI. Really? It's just really good CGI. Nah, he's you, actually touching it. Have you seen the, uh, the, the gif someone made? Of yeah. shirtless Jeff Goldblum, yeah. but with Sam Neill's head really freaky, on his belly. But the, the the moment when they're being attacked, um, when uh, the, the the kids are being attacked by the T Rex, mm-hmm. and his head is smashing through the car, and yeah. it's like you couldn't you can't doubt yeah, CGI, yeah. or it would look it would look yeah. fake and ridiculous. That feels real. The threat yeah. feels real because he'd already done that kind of stuff with Jaws, like having an actual thing. Yeah, and and again, well, maybe that doesn't hold up as well, but it still has a kind of yeah. a, a, a substance and a weight to it, and, yeah. a, and, a, and a sense of threat to it that CGI never has. So Jurassic Park grossed over nine hundred fourteen million dollars worldwide in its original run, which is huge. It's a lot of money. Becoming the highest grossing film of ninety three and the highest grossing film ever at the time. A record held until Titanic a few years later. Uh, it was well received by critics, praised the special effects, John Williams's music score. It's Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic Park. All the best uh, theme songs and scores. You can sing the name exactly. of the TV show or film yeah. along to it. The last of the, the summer, summer wine. The last of the summer wine. The A Team. <laughs> the A Team. All the best. Uh, and following its 3D re-release in 2013, celebrate its 20th anniversary, it then became the 17th film in history to pass $1 billion in ticket sales. Uh, it won more than 20 awards, including three Oscars for its technical achievements. Not like best film, though. Nowadays, that'd be nominated for best film. Back then, they were like snooty about the sort of thing. Yeah, I, they reckon, I, reckon they're, I reckon they're still pretty snooty. But at least they allow them to be, because they have like 10 nominations now, they at least allow them to be nominated. Mm. They might it's, win. But. It's those films where it's like, like Lord of the Rings won best film. Like if that means, eventually, yeah. but you had to release three of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. no, no. All right, fine. Like Return of the King yeah, won we'll, everything. We'll shut you up now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in general, Jurassic Park is considered a landmark in development of computer and 
animations in particular. It feels weird to be discussing a movie that was well received <laughs> by critics and was well, a hit in the box office. You say that. <laughs> That's why we're doing this episode. Uh, but so many iconic things do you remember from that film? Mm. Those, those um, safari cars. Yeah. Uh, that those weird little goggle things that the kids use. Do you remember that? Yeah. I yeah, never yeah. really understood what was going on there, but I loved it. The vibrating water in in the uh, yeah. in the car. Which there was a whole weird thing where you like the the sort of impact that the dinosaur was actually making yeah. wouldn't actually make water do that because no. Spielberg very specifically apparently wanted it to vibrate from like yeah. the center out. Yeah. So he had to work up some whole you know complex rig where someone would be under the table yeah. tapping it, and then the the water would sort of start in the centre and then yeah. like ripple out and, so it, and it looks incredible but that's I think that shows what a great sort of eye he has what a great directory is that little details like that yeah. make it so much more memorable that line the uh 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 gotta say the magic word <laughs> say, yeah uh 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 didn't say the magic word <laughs> so he went out of his way to sort of make his own little um, avatar <laughs> yeah fella yeah. Uh, Mr DNA you know like, yeah. oh all these dinosaurs that's all I remember from that uh, obviously the velociraptors <laughs> terrifying uh, yeah because the T-Rex is kind of the hero of the film. It, it becomes it the hero. terrifying, he, he, but yeah. the Velociraptors were worse. Mm. Um, oh, they were the real ones. They were like the little shits, and at the end, they're like, oh, I shut up! <laughs> and and that, that final sweet shot at the end, where mm. the T-Rex roars and the, the, the ribbon comes down with Jurassic Park yeah. logo on but it. You know, you know that scene where uh, the kids are cornered by... Well, everyone, they're cornered by the, the raptors, yeah. and then the T-Rex shows up and, and like, saves them. Yeah. Like, and it's like... Oh my god, the T-Rex. How did he sneak up on the yeah. raptors? He's, <laughs> the t- he's a T-Rex. The whole point is, he makes a lot of noise when he stomps yeah. about, hence the water that we just discussed. But in that in that particular moment, he's stealth T-Rex. Yeah. And it's like, oh what? <laughs> T-Rex, you come and save him. How did he do that? Stealthy. Stealthy T-Rex. <laughs> Uh, and one of the things that I particularly loved about Jurassic Park the first film was obviously mm. the toys mm. like one of the first Christmases I can remember was would have been 93 I guess yeah, I, I can remember vividly just opening loads of Jurassic Park themed presents so I had like a Velociraptor toy that would make all the noises and things and I always wanted the T-Rex but I never mm. got it it was just too expensive it was too too big <sighs> T-Rex didn't make any noises because he was stealthy uh, yeah is is a, an advert for a toy Jurassic Park the dinosaurs are on a rampage and only the JP team is tough enough to stop them Grant fires his net launcher Ellie launches her grappling hook Doom fires a tranquilizer each sold separately it's happening but only at Jurassic Park yeah they had like JP marked on them because I think there was a lot of knockoffs that right, if you didn't right, have right. the JP seal of approval yeah yeah you've got a knockoff so JP yeah. endorsed so what do you do when you have a successful film you make a sequel you make a sequel so The Lost World came out ugh they did not so much in these times though it wasn't where, where like a sequel was guaranteed no. as we've often discussed yeah. why, Prince of Thieves why did Robin Hood Prince yeah. of Thieves not get a sequel mm. a Robin Hood franchise so surprisingly which I, I reckon mm. also directed by Steven Spielberg I always well. find that weird yeah. yeah and written by David Cope who was back mm. loosely based wrong? on Michael Crichton's 1995 novel The Lost World but did you know right in the end of the Jurassic Park novel mm. Ian Malcolm it's like Oh, what happened to Ian Malcolm? Yeah, he's he's basically dead. He's gonna he's 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 gonna die. He's like yeah. badly wounded. He's gonna die. Then the Jurassic Park film yeah. came out, and they were like, "Oh, Goblin's Goblin great in this." Yeah. So in the in the um, Lost World novel, yeah. it goes, "Yeah, I was fine. Don't he's worry fine. about it." Oh, so, yeah, it's like clearly implied he's that, he's, wounded, that he's gonna die. So Jeff Goldblum returns as the chaos theorist and eccentric mathematician Ian Malcolm. 
leading a cast that includes Julianne Moore, mm. Pete Postlethwaite, mm. and Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, who is before Hollywood knew what to do with Vince Vaughn. It's like where we have him play, you know, comic sleazeball. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, Vince Vaughn. He's a he's a sort of weird buff hunk, sexy Vince Vaughn. And uh, Peter Stormare and Richard Schiff of West Wing fame. That this film has a much better cast than I remember. Yeah, yeah. well, it wasn't a bad film, but anyway, uh, uh, cameos also feature return appearances by Richard Attenborough as John Hammond and a brief appearance from Tim and Lex. Because why not? But no Sam Neill or Laura Dern. No Alan Grant. Not for now, anyway. No. So the story is set four years after the events of the original film and centres around the fictional Central American island or Isla Sorna, so not the same island, off the Pacific coast of Costa Rica, where the cloned dinosaurs made by John Hammond's InGen have been roaming free in their own ecosystem. How'd they get there? Uh, learning that his nephew, who took control of InGen, is planning to capture the Isle of Sauna dinosaurs and bring them to the mainland, Hammond sends an expedition led by Dr. Ian Malcolm to arrive there before InGen's squad. The two groups confront each other in the face of extreme danger and then team up in order to survive. A British family on a yacht cruise stumbled upon Site B. And now it's only a matter of time before this lost world is found and pillaged. Hopefully we've kept this island quarantined and contained, but I'm in shock about all this. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. What the hell was that? Go. As fast as you can. I need you to send rescue immediately. Taking dinosaurs off this island is the worst idea in the history of bad ideas. What is it? Mommy's very angry. Well, maybe I'm misremembering, but that doesn't look that no, bad. That looks alright. I think, yeah, I think it's... It gets a harsh rep. Yeah, I mean, after the original books released and the first one's success, Crichton was pressured by fans to, to write a sequel. After the book was published in 1995, production began on a film sequel. So back then, they felt like they had to have the novel first. I feel like nowadays, mm. they just go, oh, it's just right, right? Mm. Don't worry about it. Uh, the Lost World's plot and imagery is substantially darker than the previous film. And the film has more extensive use of CGI compared mm. to what they had before. Although it did still have animatronics, but not as much. Uh, the film received mixed reviews, but still grossed over $618 million worldwide, but substantially less. Than I feel like maybe it's in retrospect because the first one is so exactly. beloved it's it's held up as like a terrible yeah, sequel but actually it's, it's like it's fine yeah. it's just not Jurassic Park but yeah. not many films are um, Spielberg confessed that during production he became increasingly disenchanted with the film admitting I beat myself up growing more and more impatient with myself it made me wistful about doing a talking picture because sometimes I got the feeling I was just making this big silent raw movie I found myself saying is that all there is it's not enough for me has Indiana Jones aside, mm. has Spielberg, he hasn't done many sequels, has he? Or am, yeah. I, thinking, am, I, mis- am I forgetting something really think, obvious? No, I think you're right. It's, it's quite rare for him to do that. Mm. Yeah. Well, for me, the worst part of the film was probably mm. Vanessa Lee Chester, it's Jeff Goldblum's daughter. Remember that? Don't remember. Who uses Maybe. her gymnastic skills to, oh, to, now to, I remember. to best a Velociraptor. Oh. She just, she's really irritating. She's just really, and again, a kid character, really mm. ir- ruins the whole film, don't mm. need her in it. <laughs> 
she is only there because she sort of is a stowaway in the first place she's not meant to be there yeah. and at the beginning of the film she's like I didn't get into the gymnastic team and they're like oh really okay and then you go okay remember that that's going to come back yeah. and, then, and then she's just obnoxious and annoying the whole way through mm. and getting in the way and then does that at the end oh you're a hero and, and I think you're meant to be like yeah she's great no really annoying get out of it do a, do a Jar Jar Binks style edit and get rid of her and then mm. it'll be a much better film so yeah it was, it was fine it, it, it wasn't in any way dreadful just not as good as you say uh, my main problem with it is that Jeff I thought Jeff Gordon was just too sexy in it he is sexy though no but he's he sexy. It, it, he is sexy he mm. always is and in, in the first one he is sexy but in this mm. one because in the first one he was sexy in a sort of gooky way yeah in this one he's like buff and he's shaved <laughs> and he's ripped and he's like he's, he's, <laughs> too, he's they, too much of a heartthrob they knew what they had they yeah. were like oh Goldblum's sexy yeah. let's, let's double down on the sexiness yeah. let's not shy away from the sexiness but fine but then followed Jurassic mm. Park 3. Quite a way after, right? It felt like as a kid it was a long well, way after. okay. 2001. So, like four or five years. Yeah, it felt like a long time yeah, For kid. us, that's a long time. Yeah. In that era. Grown up a lot in that yeah. time. Uh, the film stars Sam Neill. He's yes, back. he's back. With William H. Macy and... <sighs> Tia Leone. What's the problem with Tia Leone? Have you seen this film? I don't think I've ever seen Jurassic Park 3. If, then you wouldn't have a problem with Tia Leone. No. They took you to see this film. Yeah. And a load of other people, but don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, it was the first film in the series not to have been directed by Steven Spielberg, mm. or based on a book by Michael Crichton, though numerous scenes were apparently taken from both the novels. The film takes place on Isla Sorna, so the same as the second film, uh, where a divorced couple has tricked Dr. Alan Grant, tricked him, into going, in, going into the island to help find their son. That's a bit of a dick move, but something about that I want to talk about with the first film is Alan Grant is kind of a dick. He is a bit. Do you remember, you remember that, that scene yeah. where they're, they're climbing yeah. the, um, the electrified fence, yeah. which isn't electric, he, but he, he touches it yeah. and he's like, ah, and fakes that he's being electrocuted. Yeah. And then he's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. He's like, well done, you've terrified some children. Yeah, because the whole film well was done. he hates children at yeah. the beginning, and at the end he learns to love them. Yeah. Maybe maybe we could adopt these sweet kids with Laura Dern. Oh, we're going to get onto this. Doesn't happen. No. Um, so after the success of. Uh, Spielberg's Jurassic Park, Joe Johnston expressed interest in directing the film. Mm. Uh, he also. Uh, directed Honey I Shrunk the Kids, mm. Jumanji, uh, also The Wolfman and Captain America. The first Avenger. Yeah. yeah. So, and The Rocketeer? Yes. Underrated. And yet he did this. Bit of vintage Dalton. And October Sky, which is an oh, underrated yeah. film as well. Anagram of Rocket Boys. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. <laughs> so Spielberg instead gave Johnson the permission to direct a third film in the series. <laughs> I don't think he has to yeah. go and see Spielberg. I, yeah. I, uh, I give you my permission. Yeah. And then he has to kiss the ring with Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, despite mixed reviews from critics, it was still relatively successful. It grossed 368 million, which is a lot, but nowhere near what the first or even the second one got. No. So here's a trailer for the first one. I have a, a proposition I'd like to discuss with you. I've chartered an airplane to fly us over Isla Sorna, and we'd like you to be our guide. We'd love to make a contribution to your research here. It could almost be paradise. My God, I'd forgotten. We have a landing strip up you ahead. You cannot Jeff. land on this island. Oh my God! But in this forbidden place, where man has tampered with nature, this is how you make dinosaurs. This is how you play God. Something unexpected has evolved. They can talk to each other to a degree we never imagined. On July 18th. You probably won't get off the side of the line. It's not just a walk in the park. They set a trap. 
They actually set a trap. This is a classic example. I've not seen it, but I've read up on it. This is a classic example of a movie that uh, retroactively yeah. spoils the original. A sequel yeah. that retroactively spoils the original. Yeah. Because, as you say, at the end of the first Jurassic Park movie, it's like, oh, Alan Grant hates kids. No, he's had this experience that's changed him and he loves kids. And yeah. he's, gonna, and he's gonna maybe like like have kids with Laura Dern and it's gonna be great. Yeah. And this movie is just like, nah, they broke up and now <laughs> Laura Dern's married to someone else. Uh, wait, what? What? Wait, what? Why would you do that? Why would you, Why would do, you that? do that? Yeah. If Laura Dern didn't want to come back, she'd be like, oh, she's off somewhere. But she's in it, briefly. Yeah, she's in it, briefly. So why would you have to bother? If she didn't want to come back for like a big role, if she was like, I can only shoot for this long, just yeah. go, she's living her life, doing her career on the other side of the world, and yeah. he's just, you know, why break them up? I don't know. Why be so mean, Joe Johnston? Well, here's the thing. So, uh, remember Primeval, where it was, yeah. Helen, 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 where are you? <laughs> this film is that. It's right. just, no one cares about your stupid son. No one gives a shit. Tearly only screaming is what this film should be called. Eric! Quiet. This is Kirby! This is me! What? Right. Jurassic Park 3, aka Tearly only screaming for three fucking hours. That's what it feels like. It's probably only an hour and a half. There's one scene where he, Samuel, locates the sun. It's actually, it is 92 minutes. Alright, he locates the sun. And um, he has managed to get like T Rex pee and stuff. Like, mm. what? He bested a T Rex, did he? All right. <laughs> uh, and a, yeah, and a T Rex dies in it. Uh, it's not the T Rex. No, not the T Rex. Uh, you know. And <laughs> and of course, a lot this, of frustrations. This one particular scene. Oh yeah. Now, you obviously can't, if you haven't seen that... Uh, That's just someone saying Alan, yeah, what's the big problem? It doesn't really translate at all to audio, mm. but he's he's having a sleep on a plane, wakes mm. up, sees a velociraptor, who goes, Alan! <laughs> the velociraptor speaks. It is a dream sequence. It is a dream sequence, but even so... Ludicrous. What are you doing? Who thought that was a good idea? Also, oh with Jurassic Park 3, I don't know if they just like ran out of budget or something. Mm. It's a film with no ending. Yeah, it there's no, there's no, no like, like, like the the T Rex being stealthy and, yeah. and showing up and saving everyone. There's no like big grand climax. Yeah. The film just sort of ends. They just yeah. sort of emerge from the the, the, the woods yeah. and get picked up by a helicopter and leave. And it's going, yeah. oh good, there's a helicopter here. Off we go. Yeah, just ends. Yeah. Really weird. So in June 1999, Craig Rosenberg began writing the first draft of the script, which at the time involved teenagers who get marooned on Isla Sorna or Isla Sorna, as they said in that trailer. Have I been pronouncing it wrong? Isla. Is or Isla La Isla Benita maybe yeah it is. maybe Isla. it is maybe it is maybe I've just been yeah. if Madonna doesn't know yeah. I don't know what no. to trust anymore Rosenberg's draft about teenagers on Isla Sauna was uh, rejected and uh, although Johnson felt it was not a badly written script he also said it was it read like a really bad episode of Friends alright All right. so it was worse than what we got yeah uh, by the end of the year new writers had been hired to devise a better story so this was the better story <laughs> The film's second script involved uh, these dinosaurs escaping from the island and causing a spate of mysterious killings on the mainland, which was to be investigated by Alan Grant and a number of other characters. Grant's group crash lands on the island with a parallel while a parallel investigation is being carried out on the mainland. So, Alan Grant solving dinosaur mysteries. <laughs> Alan Grant's dinosaur mysteries. And you turn that down. But, but I love that. 
a spate of mysterious killings. What could have done this? Dinosaur, I imagine. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, it looks like it could have been done by a man or, or, or any other kind of creature. Obviously a dinosaur. Maybe they were like, right, we've got in a... We've got an identity parade, we've got a triceratops, we've got a T-Rex, we've got a velociraptor. Which one was it? <laughs> Which one was it? Velociraptor. Going to force a confession out of him. So apparently, Alan. five weeks before filming began, Johnson and Spielberg rejected the entire script because they weren't happy with it. $80 million had already been spent on the film at the time. So, sorry, they rejected two scripts yeah. and they and what they ended up with was better than both of them. Apparently, Johnson felt that the script story was too complicated, so the simpler rescue mission plot, uh, which was suggested by David Cope, was used instead. Oh, so they scrapped... Alan Grant solving dinosaur yeah. murder mysteries. Yeah. So that was it. No one, no one really cared about Jurassic Park. When that third film came out, it mm-hmm. did okay, but no one really cared. Mm. It was known as a ugh film. Mm. No one cared. Which is why I was very surprised when anyone's, everyone was suddenly obsessed with mm. Jurassic World. It's because, it's because, as I said, enough time had passed yeah. that everyone had sort of forgotten Forgot about that two, the, two and three were not very yeah. good. And so they just gone... Like like people who were kids at the time, like us, yeah. who were kids at the time Jurassic Park came out, yeah. they were now grown ups and they were like, remember the first yeah. one? The first one was great. Yeah. 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 Remember Jurassic Park? <laughs> and then it's just like, yeah, yeah, I remember. And then it's just like, yeah. Like the film itself, like very obviously, like references yeah. the nostalgia surrounding yeah. the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's um, lucky that two and three is on another island because they can sort of <laughs> pretend it doesn't happen but yeah. th- what happened to that island what happened to all the dinosaurs on it because surely that's still going on uh, don't, don't worry about it oh, okay. don't worry about well, it maybe we'll come back to it yeah. so Jurassic World directed and co-written by Colin Trevorrow 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 Trevorrow, Trevorrow. Trevorrow. and stars Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard the film was produced by Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment who is still involved sort of set 22 years after the events of Jurassic Park Jurassic World takes place on the same fictional Island of Isla Nubla. Isla Nubla. Isla Nubla. Isla Nubla? Isla Nubla. Isla Nubla. Isla Nubla. I'm saying Isla. Sorry. Island, Isla. Fuck it. Isla Nubla. The Nubla is. <laughs> Very much so. So, it, where a theme park was populated with cloning dinosaurs mm. and it's had, at this point, has been operating for nearly a decade. Because obviously, after the events of Jurassic Park, yeah. someone went, oh, oh, don't, don't worry about we'll it. Do it. Multiple deaths. We'll yeah, do it anyway. We'll do it anyway. The park plunges into chaos when a genetically engineered dinosaur breaks loose and goes on a rampage. Mm. We have learned more in the past decade from genetics than a century of digging up bones. A whole new frontier has opened up. We have our first genetically modified hybrid. Went and made a new dinosaur? Probably not a good idea. Almost 40 feet high. Really think she climbed out? Depends. On what? What kind of dinosaur they cooked up in that lab? Evacuate the island. She's a highly intelligent animal. She will kill. Anything that moves. Oh, God. So, Universal Pictures intended to begin production on fourth Jurassic Park film back in 2004 for a summer 2005 release, so only four years after the third one. 
but development stalled when the script underwent several revisions. Following a suggestion from Spielberg, uh, writers Rick Jaffer and Amanda Silver explored the idea of a functional dinosaur park. Once Trevorrow was hired as director in 2013, he followed the same idea while developing a whole new script with Derek Connolly. The dinosaurs depicted in this film were created through the use of CGI by Industrial Light and Magic again, as well as life-size animatronics by yeah. Legacy FX. So they, they tried, they were like, right, we don't go full CGI. Mm. We'll, we'll never, go, the original. never go full CGI. No. So after a record-breaking opening weekend where it became the first film to gross over $500 million worldwide in a weekend, Jurassic World ended, ended up generating a total of $1.6 billion, becoming the third highest-grossing film of all time, as well as the second highest-grossing film of the year and the highest-grossing film in the franchise. So, yeah, because it, it, it broke silly records at the mm. time. And again, I was like, well, I thought it was going to do well, but I didn't think it was going to do that well. I know it's Chris Pratt, but even mm. so, wow, okay. Uh, Sam Neill had said that he couldn't imagine a way for his character to be involved in another film. I can think of a way. Uh, Alan Grant solves Dinosaur Murder yeah, Mysteries. You had it, you had it. You had it, you had, the, you had the perfect idea. He was contracted for a total of three films, um, and, other, and other actors from Dress Part 3 were also signed up for a potential fourth film. Ah, uh, good luck. Obviously, that didn't happen. Tealioni could still return. In April 2002, it was reported that the fourth Jurassic Park would be the last film in the franchise, and that it would ignore its predecessor's events. But that didn't come to pass. No. Um, but I would love, you know how we love in Fast and Furious, where mm. old characters come back. I'd love it if in like the next film, like William H. Macy's in it for no reason whatsoever. Just right, well, oh no, the third film did exist. You're going to talk about Fallen Kingdom, presumably. Yeah. So we'll get on to my hopes for the future of the Jurassic okay. franchise at that point. Uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. 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 Yes, Josh Brolin, who's suddenly everywhere. Yeah. He's in uh, Infinity War and Deadpool yeah. and Sicario 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Josh Brolin, who Tom thought was called Josh Brolin, for which I <laughs> relentlessly mock him and sing Josh Brolin to the tune of Dolly Parton. Sounds fair. So Brolin, John Krasinski, David Oyelowo, and Garrett Hedlund, no one's favourite actor, but better than Jai Courtney, <laughs> yeah. were considered for main roles but didn't get the part. It obviously went to Chris Pratt. For a while, Krasinski must have just been like, oh, why am I not getting the part? Because like, he went up for Captain America, yeah. got beaten by Chris Evans. Yeah. He went up for uh, this this role, yeah. got beaten off by, by Chris Pratt. He must have been like, oh, why am I not getting the roles? Yeah. My life's so hard. I'm married to Emily Blunt and I'm super handsome and, and cool I'm and buff. And Joe Fisher at work. Oh, oh, oh no. so hard, oh, John Krasinski. Oh, oh, now I've made Quiet Place and everyone... Turns out, yeah. even like an actor making a, a, a directing a movie, that should be terrible. But no, it turns out it's a brilliant movie and everyone loves it. I'm John Krasinski, my life's so great. You met him recently and I he's just him. the most beautiful man on the planet. Yeah, if anything, he looks better in real life. <laughs> and and, he, and he's got he's just got like enormous arms and, and yeah. incredible hair. Just, sort of, just found yourself staring at his mm. pecs. John, <laughs> you've, you've made that up. <laughs> I definitely didn't tell you that in confidence. Um, no, yeah. Sidebar, John Krasinski. Gorgeous. Gorgeous man. So it says, uh, who are you visiting here? I said, my wife. And he says, is she an actress? And I said, yeah. He said, would I know her? And I I don't know, man. Her name's Emily Blunt. And he goes, he goes you? <laughs> and I went, yeah. And he goes, you. You married Emily Blunt. And I go, yeah. And he goes, yes. Okay, go. Just go. <laughs> like, the stamp is so hard. Uh, so this was a form of the soft reboot, which I do like. Mm. I do like. Well, you like a soft reboot yeah. so long as it maintains yes. links. Technically a reboot, but it keeps with continuity. It mm. has elements. It's got bits from the past. Mm. Like, they keep mentioning John Hammond. Mm. He's got, like, a statue. They found, like, the old car and all the all those sort of things. B.D. Wong is back. Yes. You know? Um, it's, and it's the same T-Rex, which is what I love. It's the yeah, same T-Rex. Because you've got the, 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 yeah. the scars from when he fought yeah. the, the raptors. Yeah, great. So I enjoyed it. 
Good film. Again, thoughts. What do you reckon? So, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Fine. Someone did do that thing, though. There was a thing that was trending on Twitter a few years ago. And it was um, Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. What's the name of Sam Worthington's character? No, I know. I know it now. It's Jake Sully. But I know I know, know, know it because of that. Yeah. And someone did a similar thing recently, which was, what's the name of Chris Pratt's character? No. In, in Jurassic World. And I was like, yeah. But I used to go, it's, wait, it's, it's, Chris, it's Chris Pratt. It is Owen. Owen something. But you know nothing about his life. It's because, it's because he's Chris Pratt. But you know nothing about him. But instantly I can tell you uh, Alan Grant, uh, yeah, Ian yeah. Malcolm. I know yeah. those names, even though I obviously know Goldblum and Neil. Even but... after the second film, you mm. don't really know much about him as a character. Mm. Very strange. Mm. Mm. Oh, uh, It's just it's Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt's in this movie. One bit in the first film that irked me mm. was um, the brutal death of the PA. Oh, Katie McGrath. Yeah. Mm. What was that about? Yeah. So she was a character who doesn't do much. She's, uh, she's perfect. She's not. No, like, she's a little bit snooty. She's snooty, but yeah. she's not a baddie. She's not a horrible person. And she's like one of the only characters, yeah. not only one of the only characters you see die, mm. but she had a horrible, Horrific. brutal death. Horrific. Where she gets picked up by um, uh, uh, like a pterodactyl. pterodactyl and then gets um, eaten alive by yeah. the big sea creature. Yeah, it's a horrible, horrible death. Horrible. Just because. And it's meant, it's like playful laughs. Yeah. So meant to go, oh yeah, yeah. she died. It's what? because she didn't want to look after the little kids. Yeah. Um, which she'd sort of been thrust upon her yeah. by by Bryce Dallas Howard, who didn't want to look after no. her own sort yeah. of nephews. Very strange, that. Mm. I don't know who came up with that. It's like yeah. someone broke up with her, or she <laughs> broke up with them on set, and like, yeah. like fuck you. Justice yeah. justice for Katie McGrath. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I've met her. Yeah. And interviewed her a few times. She last. Really nice. Really nice. <laughs> There is a sequel. We won't go into too much detail of the sequel. In case, you haven't, in case you haven't seen it. You probably yeah. have, yeah. because we've totally missed the mark and this yeah. episode's coming yeah. out way after Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, it's, it's perfectly fine. It's kind of I've not, I've, I, yeah, cards on the table, yeah. I've not seen Fallen Kingdom right. yet. Wasn't that fussed. Yeah. Um, I liked Jurassic World. I'll see Fallen Kingdom when, yeah. it, when it's out. Yeah, it's, it is the lost world of the series. It's perfectly Ooh. fine. Um, a th- you know, a third film is also coming. Mm. I won't go into too much depth. Too new in it. It's too new. Spoiler territory. Not just... Lazy. No. We just we just don't want to spoil it for you. But that is not it though. There have been loads of Jurassic Park games. Mm. And so just a quick shout out to a Jurassic Park platform game on the Mega Drive. You could play as Dr. Alan Grant or a Raptor. You could play as the Raptor Amazing. in a platform game. <laughs> could uh, the Raptor speak? Well <laughs> Alan. Alan. Alan has uh, tranquilizer darts and grenades, even though he very much doesn't use those in the film. He would have used them though in Alan Grant's Dinosaur Murder Mysteries. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it, it just looks silly, but it's how games look to 993. Mm-hmm. And, and also, the dinosaur says, says Sega. What? Yeah. Sega! Sort of works. But, it, yeah. A precursor to Alan. Yeah. Sega! It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no less ludicrous. But there was also a cancelled TV series. You know? Right, no, no, no. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> really aggressive. So because um, we're not just talking now about Alan Grant's uh, Murder Mysteries, no. um, Dinosaur Murder Mysteries. Because I was thinking, why was there never like? Because there was a like the terrible, terrible um, Godzilla movie from the nineties. Mm. There was an animated spin-off from that, which was actually like pretty right. good compared yeah. to what you know its source material. And I was like, why was there never like no. Jurassic Park cartoon in the nineties? That seems like a like an open goal. Well, in June nineteen ninety three, after the release of Jurassic Park, it was confirmed that an animated series based on the film was in development and awaiting Spielberg's final approval. The series, entitled Escape from Jurassic Park, would have consisted of 23 episodes for its first season. It sounds great. The series would have centred on John Hammond's attempts to finish Jurassic Park and open it to the public, while InGen's corporate rival Biosyn is uh, simultaneously planning to open their own dinosaur theme park in Brazil, which ultimately ends with their dinosaurs escaping into the jungles. So if produced, it was believed that the project would be the most expensive animated series up to that point. Jeff Siegel, uh, president of Universal Cartoon Studios, said, We are developing a TV series that we anticipate would be computer animated and very sophisticated. 
However, Spielberg has not had a chance yet to look at either the material or the format for the series. So Siegel said that Universal was considering the possibility of developing the series for prime time. So it wouldn't be like a Saturday morning, whatever, prime time series. Big deal. Siegel said about the series storyline, it would essentially pick up from the closing moments of the movie and would continue the story in a very dramatic way. The intention would be to continue with the primary characters and also introduce new characters. Siegel also said that the series would be aimed specifically at the same target audience as the film, while hoping it would also appeal to young children. So it would be like quite dark. Yeah. Animation veteran and comic artist Will Mugenyot. <laughs> How would you pronounce that? All right. Munio. 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 Okay. Will Munio. Let's say Munio. Animation veteran and comic artist Will Munio. Apologies to Will. Yeah. Contacted artist William Stout to ask if he would be interested in designing the animated series. According to Stout, this was not going to be a kiddie show, although mm. kids of all ages, including myself, could enjoy it. They wanted the show to be of a mature primetime series with top writers and state-of-the-art TV animation <sighs> augmented with quite a bit of CG animation. So sort of like a, like a Batman the Animated yeah. Series one. It's going to have a look of a kind of graphic novel. Yeah. <sighs> so Stat was hired to work on the series and subsequently made a trailer to demonstrate how the series would look and how it would combine traditional animation with computer animation. Uh, sadly, though, you can't find that trailer anymore. I was going to say, why is that trailer not leaked? The oh. series required Spielberg's final approval before it could go into production. However, after all that, Spielberg had grown tired of the massive promotion and merchandise revolving around the film. It's nothing to do with you, Spielberg. And never watched the trailer. Alright. Never uh, watched it. I've got a lot of time for Spielberg. I, I hope you watched it. And also, he comes across as like a, a great guy, doesn't he? He seems yeah. like a nice guy. That's a, Come dick, on, that's a dick move from Steven Spielberg. On July 13th, never even watched it. Margaret, <laughs> Margaret Loesch. President of the Fox Children's Network confirmed that discussions have been held with Spielberg about an animated version of the film. She said, at least for now and in for the foreseeable future, there will not be an animated Jurassic Park. That's Steven Spielberg's decision and we respect that decision. Yeah, his decision that he can't be able to watch it. Yeah. Steven. Think of what we could have had. You know what we could have? That's incredible. I can't, like, that sounds so exciting. I can't believe I never knew that. That's, yeah. that's, that's amazing trivia. But then well would, done. That, have, would, well that, done. would that have been canon with the films or... I think I'd like to have been able to have that debate. Yeah. I would have really enjoyed that debate. That yeah. incredibly nerdy debate would have been fun. Anyway. Like, I can't have it now. Don't worry about it. Well, that is about it. It's, 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 Jurassic Park is a strange franchise. Mm. You can only go so far with it before you sort of run out of ideas a little bit. Because once they're into the main world, they'll just kill everyone. And that's what's happened at the end of this second film. Spoilers. <laughs> like We're not going to talk about Fallen Kingdom because you don't want to spoil it. But at the end of the film, they all break out to the, uh, well, the real world. Well, to an extent. And I just feel like... The third film's going to be that, and I don't know how they're going to do it. Mm. One thing I do want to talk about about the, the, the second film, Fallen Kingdom, yeah. is how they talk about, you know, oh, the first film, you know, you've got Chris Pratt yeah. playing Owen something, when? and Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. and uh, they're, they're the new characters. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. B.D. Wong's back. B.D. Wong's back. And then they're like, oh, but in the sequel, mm. having established these great mm. new characters, okay, I like that. Now we're going to bring in, because I love it when they do that, when, when yeah. they say, when they do a soft reboot with new characters, but then, oh, they're they bring in elements yeah. from the past. I yeah. love stuff like that. And then they're like, right, Fallen Kingdom, mm. bring back Goldblum. Yeah. That's the that's what we're selling this movie yeah. on, by the way. Yeah. Goldblum's back. He's, yeah. he's back. He's gonna team up with, yeah. with Owen something yeah. and Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard and they're gonna fight dinosaurs together, it's gonna be great. Yeah. Goldblum just to be clear, Goldblum's Goldblum's back. starring in it, he's in all the posters and all the and things. He, and he's going around doing all the promotion. He's the main thing in the trailer. You'll you'll see all manner of hilarious promotional yeah. interviews that he's doing. Yeah. He can't do an interview without being hilarious. Yeah. It's yeah. Goldblum. What do you expect? He's sexy and hilarious, yeah. we all love him. Yeah. <laughs> he ages like a fine wine. <laughs> And then, it's, and then the film comes out and again not seen it from what I gather he's literally in like two bookend sequences he's barely in the movie Yeah, doesn't share any scenes with no. him whatsoever you can tell that he came in mm. filmed for probably like half a day mm. and left he said uh, life uh, finds a way 
and then left. Just please say, now that you've established it, because mm. I reckon that was a last-minute decision. I think mm. they were like, well, we need... We haven't really got anything to sort of bookend the, the film. We need something. And at last minute, they're like, oh, Jeff's free. Do you want to do something with him? And then they did that. And like, oh, mm. great. Okay, well, we'll set that up then. For the third film, he'll be in it properly. Well, maybe, but why is And it, bring Sam Neill back as well. Why isn't... Well, exactly. Why is... First of all, why Does, is... Why, why is J.A. Bayona, the director, yeah. why has he not been raped over the coals? I feel like he should be caught, taken uh, to task. You now. lied. Seriously, you go, you lied. Yeah. You've, you've sold this movie. It's like Brexit. You've sold, you've sold this <laughs> under false pretenses. Yeah. Goldblum's you, had, you had a bus that said Jeff, Jeff Goldblum's in it. <laughs> He's driving the promotional bus around. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's in Jurassic World, Fallen <laughs> Kingdom, a lot. And it's like, well, you lied to us. We, you sold the movie to us under false pretenses. What? Apologise. Apologise, J.A. It what you mean as a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just find it outrageous. And as you say, my hope was that this one would be, yeah, and then it's Goldblum's in it. Yeah. And then in the next one, bring back Sam Laura Neal. Dern, who's now a hot property yeah. again. Yeah. You, you you wish you could have yeah. Laura Dern in your movie now. It's like, bring her back. <laughs> Sam Neill. Yeah. Yeah. And you bring him back, and then, and then it's, it's called Jurassic Squad. Like how the Fast and Furious yeah. franchise was like a, a disparate series of movies, yeah. and then it came together yes. retroactively to become a cohesive thing. Yeah. Do that with Jurassic Park. And they... and. You know that scene in um, the first Avengers where it's the amazing uh, shot where it sort of mm. whirs around and you see all of them and they're all standing yeah. in the middle of New York like Wah. I want the thing middle of New yeah. York dinosaurs everywhere yeah. and it's and it's Pratt Howard uh, Goldblum Macy <laughs> Grant Dern and they're all like yeah taking on the yeah. dinosaurs together Jurassic Squad because surely if this this latest film sees dinosaurs entering the the, the world as it were mm. um, hence Jurassic World. Mm. Surely they'll go, well, we need all the help we can get. Well, there's one guy who was actually on the original island who like, could actually help us out a lot. Oh, like, don't worry about it. Like, it'll be like, not the film itself, but yeah. like the sense of anticipation that the yeah. trailer for G.I. Joe 2 Retaliation so created, where The Rock, who is the new guy on, on the yeah. scene, he says, oh, uh, we need help. Who can help us? There is one man. Yeah. And it's Bruce Willis. Yeah. And he's there going, and it's incredible. It's like, yes, Bruce has come and team up with yeah. The Rock. Again, didn't do it very well. Much like Goldblum in Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Um, a, a massive letdown. Yeah. But, yeah. It, oh, uh, who can help us? Um, There's one man. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt says, oh, you know, who can help us, Jeff Goldblum? Oh, we'll... Uh, there's one guy I uh, know of. There's one guy. Uh, we'll find a way to yeah. contact him. And then bring back Alan Grant. Yeah. Do it. Come on. And cast someone as John Hammond's, like, grandson or something. Yeah, James McAvoy. Yeah. Well, bring back Joseph Mazzello. He's doing all right. Mazzello's doing all right. Yeah, himself. bring him back. Again, it's like you wish you could have Mazzello. Because Mazzello, doing well. You mm. can imagine that that experience of Jurassic Park made him get involved with all this kind of stuff. Mm. Bring him back. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Anyway. <laughs> That's about it for the Jurassic Park franchise. I'm angry. Yeah. It's very hot in London at the moment, yeah. so I'm sweaty. I'm sweating. Part of that's so my just, you know, I'm getting really wound up about, about the Jurassic Park <laughs> franchise. Part of it's the heat. Yeah, uh, but there are worse franchises. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you what you need to understand is if we've decided to do an episode yeah. about something, it's because we love it. Yeah, yeah. We're just we're just <laughs> getting angry because that's what we do. Yeah, but no, we love it. So that is about it. We will return next time with mm. next time. It's not a mission difficult, Mr. Eames. Ooh. It's a mission impossible. Yeah, because by that point, the, the new Mission Impossible film will have already come out and <laughs> will be late and finger on the pulse yet again. Yeah, uh, much like, like that fuse yeah. uh, at the start of Mission Impossible, <laughs> it will have been long extinguished. Yeah. Um, but the plan is we'll get the next episode yeah. out for uh, the next Mission Impossible movie. Probably not. Probably Mission Impossible um, 8. When yeah, Mission, when Mission Impossible 8 comes out, yeah. So we're going to do an episode all about Mission Impossible, uh, the TV series, the 90s revival, yeah. all, all the films, films, Tom Cruise hanging off the stuff. Yeah. It's going to be great. Brilliant. Join us then. Cool.
Uh, and you can download and subscribe all of the past 44 episodes mm. at twogeeks2beers.com. And please head over to iTunes to uh, rate and subscribe. Yes, please do uh, give us a review. We would very much appreciate it. Also, we keep forgetting to mention it, yeah. but we do have an email address, yeah. which you can use, uh, which is uh, podcast at twogeeks2beers.com. Yeah. Uh, you can shower us with praise there, um, but also send us ideas uh, for future episodes, things you'd like to see us cover. If there's a TV show or a film or a game or anything that you would like us to cover here mm-hmm. on Two Geeks, Two Beers, uh, you can yeah email us at podcast at twogeeks2beers.com or post it on our Facebook or, yep. or give us a tweet or on our Instagram. Um, Darren Warren recently on, on our Facebook suggested a Knight Rider episode, mm. which is something we haven't thought of, no. but now we're considering well it. very seriously. Yeah. We may well take a shadowy flight <laughs> into the world of Knight Rider in future. So thanks for that, Darren. And yep. If you've got any ideas, give us a shout. Cool. Well, I will leave you with... I was thinking of uh, just having the theme tune, but we've, we've heard a burst of that already. So I'm going to go with a song simply titled Jurassic Park by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> hit and miss, I know. <laughs> hit and miss. But let's see what we think of this. So... <laughs> Much like the franchise. Perfect <laughs> next to end on. Yeah, hit and miss. Yeah, so enjoy this, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Very droll. (laughs) I recall the time they found those fossilized mosquitoes And before long they were cloning DNA Now I'm being chased by some irate velociraptors Well, believe me This has been one lousy day Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark All the dinosaurs are running wild Someone shut the fence off in the rain I admit it's kinda eerie But this proves my chaos theory And I don't think I'll be And Richard Schiff of uh, Westworld. Westworld? West Wing. <laughs> Peter Schiff of West Wing. Richard Schiff. <laughs>